Welcome to another exciting show with me. That's me, Vance, as usual. Uh, before every talk session that we go on live, there's always the cup of coffee. Um, you all probably have noticed uh, over the past few weeks, I've been drinking lots of water. That's basically because of the weather and the humid. It's just crazy. But, you know, the talk show is Kopi Fit Vance. And so the coffee come back again. So just everyone. I'm also very sure today my guest speaker also have a coffee with her because it's the best time to drink coffee because it's in the morning, but it's a surprise for her. I'm not sure if she's ready, but nevertheless, um, I'm going to have a lovely speaker today with me. Um, we're going to talk about a great topic, shine a light and support for children with cancer. Um, of course, with the guest speaker as well. Um, and um, over the past few weeks or past few months, our, our talk show is all about on health topics. And today is something... Uh, very special, um, and um, this is such an amazing um, lady, I got to say. I, I, I spoke to her prior to this talk session, and I really felt it. Um, there was so much of passion. There's so much of energy in her, and let's hear all those great stuff from her. So let me invite Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Good Good morning, my time. Good evening, your time, Vance. That's right. Nice so to see you. So what is the time over there right now, Leslie? Uh, it is 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, All right. It's, so It's cold out here. Okay. So do you have your coffee with you? I have my coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm having coffee with you. All right. So cheers to that. Cheers, cheers. Yes. Thank you for joining me at Kopi with Vance, Leslie. I know um, we're going to have a great awareness um, topic today and that is of course shine a light and uh, before we even get started and of course warming up our viewers all coming in maybe perhaps if you want to do a quick uh, introduction about yourself first before we start going on with the topic sure i just want to say thank you so much for inviting me on your your talk show i'm i'm a fan of yours and i'm, I'm really pleased and honored to be here um my name is leslie bergren i'm the founder and executive director of a charity that i started called love dills and we provide support and emotional support community support and psychosocial support for children with cancer and their families um, in Singapore at the two largest hospitals at KKH and NUH. 
Thank you, Leslie. Um, and of course, we are going to go into um, a lot of questions for you. And viewers who are watching this, you're also able to engage uh, Leslie for a few questions if you have. Um, that probably we will take it in the last 15 minutes. Um, Leslie, yes, um, I think I we, we spoke about two days back and um, I, I felt so much of the passion and the energy and most importantly, the journey that you have been through. And and I, I remember clearly we talked about something about resilience and I'm, I'm going to keep it that for the, the last part of the question itself. But we are going to get started up. Um, a quick uh, note for all the viewers who are watching this. We are live in Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as LinkedIn, YouTube and Facebook as well. If you want to see the video footage, you can all watch from the social media. If you want to just hear our voices, you can also go into the Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So I'm going to start on with the uh, topic as well, um, uh, Leslie. So just let's go a little bit more into your organization and its origin and how did it all begin? It's it's a it's an interesting story. Um, it was a journey to start uh, the charity. My son Nils Berggren was diagnosed with stage four lymphoma in 2012 at the age of 13. He had a small percentage of survival. Um, he was treated at the National University Hospital under the amazing care of the Children's Cancer Department there, where he received treatment for a year. Um, and he had a stem cell transplant, which beat his cancer. Um, so that was nothing less than a miracle there. But this led to complications that required us to move to the United States uh, in the care of Seattle Children's Hospital. Unfortunately, my son passed away five months later. And I came back to Singapore to take care of his twin sister, Claire. And I took a few years off to, to grieve and to heal. And I wrote a book about the journey. Uh, the cancer journey. And then it was, I realized that I had gained a lot of experience in Eastern and Western hospitals and the medical systems that treat childhood cancer. And I knew I could help support these families in Singapore, but more importantly, I, I wanted to help them. I wanted to make some change happen. So I started hosting these toy donations in, in, in my apartment and in 2015 to bring children toys to the cancer wards at the hospitals to kind of memorialize the, the passing of my son that February. And I know a, a toy doesn't seem like a lot to you and I, but for a child in the hospital, it lets them kind of know that someone's thinking about them, that their community is thinking about them. And it was those smiles and the hugs from these kids that kind of really pushed me to want to do more than just toy drives. And so I wanted to provide them with some more emotional support. So in 2017, I founded some like-minded individuals um, who I brought on together and we put together a constitution and I registered the charity and I called it Love Nils, which uh, the meaning behind that is quite symbolic. Um, my son Nils always wrote off thank you to his supporters and he signed off with Love Nils. So this September, the charity celebrates turning five years old. So that's a little wow. bit about what we do, or who, how, how it all happened. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Leslie. Um, of course, you mentioned about the uh, fifth year, right? This is going to be the September is going to be the fifth year. Um, how was the journey during the years when you started? Um, but before I even go on with it, and I have to give you this um, credits to you and to your team, 
um, the resilience that you add with you and that something that motivated you to go ahead and help out and reach out to many more people um, who are going through the same kind of a journey that you had been with and losing something some, losing someone who's such a loved one um, it can be a very painful process and and you have overcome it and this is the fifth year but how was it like in the first year when you started love nails how was it what where were you heading with yeah it was you know the first well the first year after my son passed away i remember thinking i, I missed my nuh family uh, my daughter and i did and so we we went back to the hospital to go visit those very doctors and nurses that treated him and we gave him gave them a plaque and said um you know, here's a plaque of Neil saying thank you. And I just remember these words coming out of my mouth saying, what, what can we do to help you? What, what is it that you need? What, what are your biggest needs? And they all said that they needed a care coordinator. And it's, it's true, a care coordinator is a person that's placed in the hospital wards that actually helps take um, a lot of the uh, stress off the parents because they arrange the emotional support, outside support. They might arrange housing, transportation. Um, they help the, the patient, you know, make sure they're at the appointments at the right time. And these are readily available in the hospitals in most Northern American countries. And, and they really wanted to have one. So I thought <clears throat> if that's the goal of Love Nils when we started um, the, the charity was to raise funds for that role. And so the first year was really difficult, Van. It was just myself and my daughter was helping me a little bit and she was still going to school mm -hmm. and I was pulling together volunteers. And then I realized I had a lot of these kids in the school that knew Nils and I could utilize them as a resource to maybe help me do some things. So, um, and a lot of the people that supported Nils and my family during Nils's illness, um, I asked for them to help support me. Um, and so we, we put together a fundraiser um, and it was called, uh, I think it was jeans and gems. It was really just laid back with t-shirts and jeans in a backyard of someone's house in Singapore. And, and um, that's when we started sharing our efforts in a, in a very big way to our audiences. And we had some KPIs behind some of the things that we were doing. But my goal was to raise money for this um, care coordinator. And, and we did. We raised $140,000. And I was able to donate $100,000 to NUH to pay for a care coordinator who is still there today. And she oversees 200 families a month. So it was a tough year, but I think um, if you have a dream and a vision and a reason, then then it it kind of it helps relieve a lot of the pain and and uh, hurt of, of losing a patient. So let's uh, talk a bit more about the work uh, Nerve Neils does. I know you you talked about it, you know, because it's the fifth year, and I'm sure the path ahead is even more exciting, but. Um, apart from that, you know, I, I also know that um, you focus uh, more attentions to the caregivers as well, because uh, most of the time the caregivers go through enormous pressure. Um, they might not be showing their feelings and emotion in front, 
but at the backstage, um, I'm not sure what exactly is going on in their mind and, and the emotional, physically, and mentally. Um, so let's talk a little bit more on this, uh, Les. Yeah, it's caregivers are, I guess, the unsung heroes, if I may say. They're in the background because most of the spotlight is, is shined on that child who is, is the one who's going through the chemo treatment. They're going through you know, the, the, the hospital struggles, but yep. the, the parents or the caregiver is the one that's taking on a, a lot of the burdens that we don't think about every day. And, you know, for example, financial burden, um, their cancer is, is a costly disease and some families don't have the insurance to cover everything. And even if it does cover some things, there are a lot of outside uh, non-insured medical costs that are not covered. So for instance, I had to quit my full-time job to be the sole caretaker, uh, the full-time caretaker of my son. So imagine a family of four, either the wife or the husband usually will have to stop working. There are no babysitters in hospitals. So you can imagine if you have a toddler with tubes of chemos coming into them attached to a trolley, the, the toddler doesn't understand or even a one-year-old doesn't understand what this means. So the mother has to find ways to pacify the child. But you have to be there all the time for your child in the hospital. There are a lot of decisions that need to be made, a lot of questions that need to be asked, and a lot of entertaining of a child. And cancer treatments, many of them demand long stays in the hospital sometimes, you know, a week to two to three my son and I were in the hospital for 100 days in isolation. So you can imagine the insanity of it all. So isolation is one thing that starts to happen. And it sets in to the caregiver because they, they can no longer go out with their friends because they don't have the time. They um, There's a lot of worry because you need to make sure not only are you taking care of the child, but you're having to take care of the siblings that also need to have the love and the attention and then your spouse needs attention. And there's a lot of sleepless nights, um, you're sleeping on the sofa bed and the hospital room, a lot of anxiety comes in and depression. And I remember one time I, I had an afternoon off and, and I went to go walking in the Botanic Gardens in Singapore. And I, had a blackout. I had an anxiety attack and I didn't realize it. And I called my friend and she goes, you, you need help. You need to get to a therapist and talk about ways to help yourself. And so I think one of the things that as caregivers, we forget to do is, is to take care of ourselves. And, and we have to learn that you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of your loved ones. And, you know, it could be anything from mindfulness to yoga to, um, just taking a walk now and then, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, um, and, and finding finding someone that can give you some tools and some tricks that can help you manage this enormous situation that you and your family are in. And also, it's a, like what you mentioned, um, I think it's a total changeover of the life um, with, with certain schedule. Everything is changed. Um, we are sending our greatest strength to you and I'm, I'm sure you're much more stronger right now um, for yourself and also for Love Nails. Um, I'm also going to go a little bit more into what are the some common misunderstanding people have of families with kids affected by cancer? Yeah, there, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I, I remember 
when I was started the charity, and you're not going to believe this, but um, we had an opportunity to house some children in a, a donated home. Um, it never it never came to fruition, but some of the neighbors thought that they could catch cancer. Um, I think it's just a misunderstanding of a disease that they thought it could be like a cold. <clears throat> I was I was pretty shocked about that one, but I think. One of the largest misunderstandings about cancer is that their environment or genetics cause the cancer. And if I may quote, <clears throat> there was there's a, a quote from a doctor that we work with very closely at NUH who had we were writing an article and and, and I, if you give me a second I'll just read it. She just said childhood cancers are so rare that they are often difficult to diagnose. The types of cancers that occur in children are different from adults. Unlike adult cancers, childhood cancers are not linked to lifestyle or environmental risk factors. It's important to note that only a small percentage of childhood cancers are caused by DNA genes passed from a parent. But there's really no, <clears throat> there is no known reason that can prevent a child from getting cancer. Thank you, Les. Thank you for that. And um, of course, on the understanding more about that. Um, could you also share some of the day-to-day -day, uh, realities of uh, families managing a childhood cancer diagnosis? Well, I think the initial shock is overwhelming when a family gets the diagnosis that your child has cancer. <clears throat> and there's a lot of why me? And, and you know, how did this happen? Like the question you just asked me. Um, did I do something wrong? Could we have changed this uh, if we had, you know, moved in another location or lived in another country? <clears throat> and then there's a lot of guilt. Um, we, we just as parents go through that. And then the thought of, okay, well, now what does this mean? Because my child will be taking chemotherapy, which means they're their, their body is going to be suppressed, so they can't go to school anymore. <clears throat> and the chemos, the chemos really do suppress. It's, it's kind of like as we walk through the journey during COVID <clears throat> and how we had to stay at home. We couldn't have anyone come over. There was a lot of isolation, no outside family members. I mean, do you remember that lockdown when it was really locked down? And, yeah. you know, you couldn't go to the grocery stores and or you could, but you you washed everything. <clears throat> that's that's the everyday life of a cancer child and their family. Washing hands, sanitizing everything you have your and their entire diet changes. They're on a nutrient yeah. diet, which means there's no um, mildew or mold can be on any of the fruits or vegetables. They have to be cooked in a certain amount of time. It has to always be fresh. So. You can imagine your kitchen shifts from the way it used to be to an immediate cooking regime. Yeah. Um, and then the hygiene in your house has got to be completely recleaned because you can't have any pets and you can't have any mold and mildew on the walls. And, <clears throat> and the child can no longer go to school, which is for most kids, I think one of the, I remember my son, uh, he wasn't, when we told him that he had cancer, he didn't cry because he had the cancer. He cried because he couldn't go to school. And, you know, social outlets like that for adults are important. But you can imagine a child not being able to see their friends every day or even have 
kids come over and visit. Um, So as a parent, um, you have to fulfill that role of being the entertainer and how do you keep them entertained off an iPad all the time? And um, one of the things I I did was um, engage a tutor to help my son. And he told me cancer doesn't like school. And I said, well, that's too bad. (laughs) We're we're going to have, we have to do something. And, and I think, you know, education is really important to children, no matter what disease they have or what their background is, but, you know, in keeping them up to, you know, at least some sort of regiment of continuing to learn gives them opportunities to grow and find other outlets for themselves. So there are, are so many things that happen in the family dynamics um, of of the caring of a child with cancer. And, and like I said, it's it's depressing and isolating for the child, but also for the entire family unit. It's not just a, a single entity that cancer hits. It really does affect everyone and sometimes extended family and friends. So it can be quite isolating and, and quite depressing. I'm showing a lot of strength here. Uh, I mean, um, it's always easy to see from the other side of the coin. Um, but for a family who's going through it, um, there, there's so much of resilience. And I'm, I'm going to cover that in a while. Uh, but also, right now, we're still going into the area of families. Uh, what do these families and kids need most urgently during this tremendous period of their time or the crucial period of their lives? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think um, emotional support is is something that they they really are looking for, and they don't really have the time to go out and find it. And and I feel that's where love nails may come in to help provide some of that emotional need uh, or, or support for them because you're so focused on on your child and the immediacy of the disease and trying to keep them alive and as i mentioned you you kind of forget to take care of yourself and and you really need to have opportunities to to stop thinking about cancer to to have something to look forward to and i remember when we were in seattle children's hospital they had these care coordinators that were on the wards that there was always something going on there was either movie night um, there was uh, therapists. There were uh, people that would come and entertain my son, and it would give me, you know, a, a, a free moment to go take a nap in the car for like thirty minutes. Um, so I think, you know, providing these emotional outlets for families is is really necessary. That allows them just some some time, either separately, so the the child can be entertained separately and. And the parent can have some time off um, because you can imagine, you know, if you're if you're taking care of a teenager and you're having to be with them 24 seven, they can get quite tired of, of being with you. Um, but one of the things that is incredibly unique in situations of parents and a child with cancer is, is the bond that that unit, the caregiver and, and the patient have. And I remember my son and I it was almost like we were an old married couple because I could, he could just look at me and I would know what he was thinking and what he needed. And, and it was, it was almost as if we would sometimes live without words. We just became so incredibly close. And, 
and I'm I'm so thankful for that. But um, I I think having opportunities to when when the child is able to get out of the hospital, you know, to come home and have things to look forward to um, for both the parent, you know, having an opportunity maybe to go out with a friend for dinner is is rare, but it, it's definitely needed. Or for the child to have an opportunity to have something fun and um, you know, Love Nils tries to provide, we call it the calendar of hope, which are when the, when the kids are kind of well enough and their immune systems are stable, we have free tickets to events and COVID is, you know, allowing that to happen a little bit more because families are able to go out to events. But before COVID, we would have monthly tickets where we would give to, you know, about 100 kids with, with their families. And the whole family would go to Victoria Hall or uh, MBS and they'd watch The Lion King and they would have it would take a day off cancer and you'd see these kids smiling and the parents and, and they're remembering what life is like to be normal. Uh, so bringing normalcy back into a family's life is probably what's needed. And, and, and I think one of the things that I found, if I may, is a lot of friends and family that are not in the unit don't know what to do. And I found that um, a lot of people just stayed away and it was very discouraging and I, and I found it really disheartening, but, um, most people don't know what to do. It's, it's almost like if, if someone passes away, people really don't know what to say. So sometimes they're more comfortable not saying anything at all. And I think the, the biggest take or thing I could give is advice to family and friends that are trying to support a family is, is be like Nike. Just do it. Do it. Just do something. Don't ask what you can do because the caregiver is exhausted. They're tired. You know, just just go bring that, uh, you know, the laksa to the house or or go wash their clothes or go to the grocery store or take that other spouse out for a meal. Just just do something. And that not only, you know, relieves a lot of strain from the family, but it lets them know that they're being taken care of and, and they're loved. I, I watched a video um that was um, that 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 you went out uh, outing with your team to iFly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. But, but uh, to be very honest with you, um, I have never seen sh such a very short video. I think it's probably only about two minutes. Yeah. Um, I got to confess that I actually teared. Oh. The one of the reasons is because there's one point of an interview where there's one girl was sitting on your left. If I remember clearly and a boy was on the right and then you are asking these kids um what you want to be but then this little little girl uh told you that she wants to be a doctor and you asked why she, she answered that she wants to take care of the mother and she wants to save lives it's it's what happens van it's it's real i've heard that so many times from kids um that day was really special for our families. iFly teamed up with 10 organizations to celebrate their 10th year anniversary. And so we were able to um, invite families to come and fly. And I love it. <clears throat> it was like, you know, getting ready to jump off that plane, but you're in a wind tunnel. And it was, as I say in the video, take that leap of faith that, yeah. you know, someone is going to be there and hold you. And you see these kids who are, 
you know, they're, they're tiny little kids just jumping out there and they're not scared. It's because they've, they've been through so much. Um, and when we did that video, I was sitting next to two little girls and both of them are cancer survivors in remission. And um, the, the little girl that was asked, you know, what do you want to be? And she said she wanted to be a YouTuber and then <clears throat> full time. And then she would stop being a YouTuber full time. And then she was going to be a doctor. And, and you're right. I asked, like, what are you, you going to do when you're going to be a doctor? And she goes, I, I want to be able to take care of my mom and save lives. And Oh, <clears throat> when you hear those words from a kid that's has survived cancer, it just it buckles you down and 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 really makes you stop and think about what they have gone through and how resilient they are and what they have learned about themselves, the journey, their families, what is important to them. And I and I think she's like eight or six years old, and those were the words that came out of a, a child. Um, Yep, it's it's pretty amazing some of the things that you hear from from children with cancer just absolutely absolutely tears you up. I, I remember one of the things that um, really made me know that I had chosen this path and I was on the right path <laughs> was a was an event that we had for some families through the calendar of hope and I think it was tickets and so. We were standing uh, outside of Victoria Hall and um, the lobby area. And, and I was there with my Love Mills t-shirt and my flag waving, hello, we're over here. This is where we're going to go. And this little boy that we've been working with who had had cancer, been diagnosed since he was like two or three, who basically learned how to speak and play and interact in a hospital room. And he was out of the hospital. He was basically in remission. And he ran up to me and he gave me this hug. And I kind of dropped down to my knees so I could be on his level. And he was kissing me and hugging me and telling me how much he loved me. And whoa, Vans, yeah. talk about a moment. And I was filled with so much hope and joy. And I remember going home that night and, and I, my daughter was in university and, and I wrote her a, a message and I'm like, you, you know, you, you know, when you know you're on the right path, when you get that hug that tells you th that's it. And I, I just started bawling. And you got, you are totally recharged. For <laughs> another hundred years, right? They kind of charge. It's, it's just, those uh, smiles. It's, let me tell you. Thank you, Leslie, for that. Um, we're also going to go a little bit more on the uh, International Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And that's what uh, Kopi Rents does for all our health topics. And it's such a blessing to have Love Niels and yourself and the whole team um, working towards it. And let's talk a little bit on the Shine a Light campaign, which the Love Neil is running. Yeah, it's um, it's such an exciting campaign. And and our program director came up with this a few years ago to, to do a month-long campaign on childhood cancer awareness. And we called it Shine a Light. And it's this is our second year that we're running this campaign. And it, it basically aims to raise awareness for children about you know, the disease that they have and also helps to raise funds um, for these families that are struggling this battle. Um, and we represent it with a gold ribbon. And I think globally, internationally, the, the gold ribbon is symbolized as childhood cancer um, awareness, but it also 
is symboled after the gold, um, and because gold is is so precious, and 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 it just shows the resiliency of the children and our cancer heroes. <clears throat> but um, we we had this event the entire month of September, um, as I mentioned, marking International Childhood Can Cancer Awareness, um, <clears throat> and. We have lots of ways that we're trying to promote it across Singapore, trying to engage the Singapore local community and individuals and organizations and companies. And it's, we call it light camera action. And <clears throat> so we're asking anyone if they want to light up their building or in the community. We just had the Singapore um, Stadium uh light up their entire building last weekend and, and gold. And our team went by and took some photographs of it all yeah. lit up in gold and, and, and getting those things out, especially when, you know, a large organization um, posts something like that uh, and, and their uh, community <clears throat> saying that they're lighting up for love Nils, uh for cancer awareness, for child, for shine a light really helps spread that word a little bit more. And, People were taking pictures and um, another ways that people can get involved is like, you know, dress up in gold and, and, and take photos of themselves and tag them with love nils. We have some Instagram uh, cover pictures that you can put on your, your Instagram picture that it can, it's about shine a light and supporting right. love nils. <clears throat> and also we have these, these gold ribbons that we are selling um, you know, enabling the public to raise funds for us, and they they can sell these these gold ribbons at schools or in their corporate setting, and it has a donation box also, so people can put the donations in. So, if anybody is interested in in getting involved, you know, please reach out to us at hello at Love Nils, and we can send you the entire kit that tells you all sorts of ideas of what you can do. And it doesn't matter the age, you know, we have. Uh, little kids like six years old um, helping to raise awareness and raise funds. And it's, it can be a real fun family filled event on, and also a great way for corporates to get together and, and have some team building activities. Nice. Thank you. Uh, thank you there. Um, also um, you mentioned about if uh, the public wants to contact you, uh, is there something that uh, like a website that I can actually flash to them? Yes, we have our, our website. It's called Love Nils. Um, and it's you just type in love, comma, Nils. <clears throat> and it has all sorts of information about who we are, um, who our volunteers are. There you go. And yeah, yeah. So that's it, a it has um, information about the story, why we do what we do, the impact that we have. It shares all of our programs. Um, right. And it also shows... Um, press events that we've been in, so we'll be we'll be sharing this on the website so that people right. can uh, learn more about what you do, Vance. But also, I think yep. in fact, uh, Les, we have already have a, a viewer right now. How to reach out to support uh, by Mr. Harish? Mr. Harish, I just uh, flash out the uh, the message. You can actually log on to www.lovenilsneils.org and you can get all those information there, and you can reach out as well. Thank yeah, we you, Mr. Harish. A page on the back, uh, contact. You just press yeah. a little button, and then it has an email that you can click on, and you can uh, put out some information. You can tell us a little bit more about yourself. But we also have a a community outreach manager that will be excited to speak to you and and let you know different ways that you can help out with different opportunities. Sure, 
We also have another uh, viewer here, uh, Miss Lotus. <laughs> Thank you for joining. You have a very unique name. Can I join the Cancer Awareness Campaign to help out with what I am able to, ma'am, Leslie? Of course, you can. Uh, uh, we also just flashed earlier on from Starish. You can also log on to it, like what Leslie has said. You can get all the information there and then reach out to the folks at Love Nails. Yeah, Thank we'd you. Be, we'd be happy to share the... Uh, We've got a, <clears throat> the, the ribbons and the donation box, and there's all sorts of ideas that we can share those with you. Just send us an email, and, and we'll be so excited to have you support us. And thank you for offering your, your time. Thank you, Leslie. We, we, we covered quite a bit on the um, uh, parents with cancer, I mean, with the children with the cancers, and how um, the whole lifestyle changes and what kind of support they can get. Um, it, of course, we love Niels as well. You know, the care and concern is always there. But um, what, uh, Leslie, for yourself, right? Um, what is the future like for Love Niels and the team ahead? Oh, I always, we, all, we have so much that we want to do. <clears throat> we have so many goals and so many plans. And, and it's funny, um, a, a few years ago, you know, we were trying to do as much as we could. And we decided to have a fake car park. And it's a car park full of ideas. And so we, we put these ideas in the car park. Of course, you know, they're all written down because we, we need to stay focused on what it is that we do. But this it's a multi-story car park of ideas which um, help us think about when we have the funds and when we have the staff that we can open up the car park and bring in some programs um, but I think one of the ways that that allows us to stay structured, so we're not continually having new programs that are not supported well enough, is that we have a, a five-year strategic plan and a budget, and this really keeps us focused on our wish list of programs um, that we want to launch. Um, it helps us address the needs of how we're going to fulfill those programs, like I mentioned, such as staffing, volunteers, um, the cost. Um, we're hiring a few new staff members uh, currently so that we can start to open up um, and, and do more for what our beneficiaries are needing um, during the cancer journey. Um, but we're always looking at the current programs that we have to, to make them really more impactful and be able to, to support these families. Um, so, you know, some of the things that we're looking forward to is, like I mentioned, we've got this Shine a Light program. Um, one of the things that we've been really blessed was the opportunity to work with the Fullerton Hotel, who enabled us to uh, have an exhibition of artwork for our kids in the um, one of the wings of lobbies of the hotel, and it's called Stories of Hope. I encourage anyone to go to the Fullerton Hotel and look at the amazing artwork that these kids have created. Um, we have three licensed um artists that we work with that work with our kids that either on zoom and now that things are opening up um, we're we're looking forward to start doing that in person in the hospital so that's one of our our big exciting things but we held a day event at a venue right when the circuit breaker allowed us to cut, come out and do some things and we had families and and the kids all creating art and um, they created their masterpieces of what hope looked like to them or what do they want to be when they grew up. And so we have those in, in the lobby of the hotel. So 
expanding our art program is always one of the things that I, I feel is, is necessary. And, and we do that as we are able to. So right now we've got, um, I mentioned Zoom on online and we have, um, we're trying to get our art therapist back in the hospital to do more hands-on and looking at um, opening up more opportunities for the kids to come in our, our office. We have a small office, but to be able to do some painting as and when they can. Um, another big event, uh, as I mentioned, we're celebrating turning five years old and we're hosting a fundraiser on November 12th, an, an in-person fundraiser. We're very excited because the past two years we've done them all online. So this will be a, a big celebration and a milestone for us, but also a milestone for our, our families that we support that will hopefully raise funds. Um, we have some great auction items that trips to all sorts of places around the world will finally be able to go Amazing. travel. And we've got, you know, silent auction, live auction, and um, it'll, it'll be in a ballroom of a hotel, which is our first ever. We've never, ever done that. We've only done them in homes of families um, that we know. So it's, it's a big step for us, but I hope it uh, enables us to raise a lot of our funds that will be able to tra be transferred to allow all of the programs that we continually provide for free and open up some more programs. Um, some of the, a couple of things on our wish list is to provide um, therapy classes, weekly therapy classes for the caregivers. So as, as I mentioned, isolation in that role is um, needs to have a space where they can have a voice to talk and it would be led by a therapist. But it would also allow these families to come together um, to share common knowledge about some of the things that they've learned in the hospital or questions that they have. And, and I find that that was one of the things that I, I really, I didn't have uh, or, or wasn't built in the system when my son was going through the, the, the cancer journey is, is just being able to talk to another parent. I think yeah. I, I had, I made one friend um, that I'm still friends with today. And we, we would, when we had the time, out of the hospital room, we would meet for a coffee maybe once a month, just sharing information about what was going on. And, and you learn a lot about tips and tricks of what you didn't think about um, or what you could have done or what's, what's coming in the future. And, and I think having social groups like that with parents and caregivers to be able to, to share and to explore and have it being guided with a therapist who can also help them with any emotional needs they have. So that's, we're looking forward to opening up that program coming very soon. Congratulations. Uh, lots of exciting uh, movements for Love Nails uh, to support uh, more of these children and also parents as well, as well caregivers. A uh, great initiative with yourself and your team uh, doing with that. Um, your memorable moments with nails oh my goodness you're gonna get me on this one fans aren't you um i think okay let me just breathe here um i remember you know the cancer was getting quite stressful in the sense it was taking it was really taking a toll on my son and and um he at one point looked at me and said, what if I just didn't 
due to chemo? And I said, well, you know, I, I really don't know about that. He goes, what if I just quit? And I said, well, I think that's your decision, but, but I'll really, I will really miss you. And so something popped in my head and I, I don't know if I used to do this with my kids when I was little is we did a pinky promise, you know, pinky promise. This You have to do this and I'll do this. So I came up with a plan and I, I said, you know, Nils, I'll, I'll be here 24 seven to support you as long as this takes. And let's just hope it takes a few months. Um, but if it takes longer than that, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be your backup person. I'm going to be your front man. I'm going to be your wingman. but I will never leave you. And I will always take care of you. And I said, but I, I want something in return. And I remember my son looking at me like, you, you're crazy. You're asking a cancer kid for something in return. I said, yeah, when I get old and gray and I'm feeble and I'm not able to take care of myself in return, I want you to take care of me. And he looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, no, I'm serious. He goes, okay, deal. Pinky promise. And you know, that pinky promise band got us through so many tumultuous stages of cancer when it was just tough and I would be tired and exhausted and crying. And he's like, pinky promise mom, or he would be exhausted and tired and sick of it all. And, and I would look at him and I'd say pinky promise. And it, it's one of those, you know, we would just look at each other from across the room and we'd, you know, do a little pinky. And I remember that, that pulled us through. And I think, you know, that pinky promise is still there. And it's maybe one of the reasons why I started Love Mills is because I, I promised I would be there. And I'm, you know, he, he's still here with me. He may not physically be here, but he is still ever present. And, you know, that, that boy, he's busy. He's like, Mom, you've you got to do this now. We've got to start this program. You need to get these people on board. You know, you need to do this. And, and I, you know, I'm like, Nils, you are, you're exhausting me. And he's like, I know. <laughs> so the pinky, pinky promise so yeah. that's what i think i have many memorable moments with my son it's just incredible um I, i'm so blessed to have had that journey with him and um it, it provides me memories of a lifetime and, and uh, but the pinky promise it still goes on do share with us how you got the strength to do because i know um we love neil's um with the support and of course, the vision. Um, but as an individual, um, to start off, and it's been five years, um, that requires a lot of um, time, dedication. Uh, it's not even a passion. Um, it's more than that. Um, you're working towards it. You are, you are into it. Um, when someone faces the biggest hurdles or challenges nowadays, people just give up. But uh, to lose a loved one, um, it's unimaginable. Um, it's, it's tough. You know, you can use all those words. But you have shown the strength here, right, to bring Love Nils and the team ahead. And a lot of exciting projects are coming in to support and contribute as well. But there must be something within you that actually gets you started on this. Well, I, I thank you for the compliments. And, and I, I don't feel like I'm a strong person. I feel like I, I just didn't know what else to do. I, I, I wanted to do something. 
And I didn't come from a background of charity, philanthropy, running organizations. And, and I, I just knew that I, I wanted to do something. Um, and like I said, it was, it was a toy drive from the beginning. Um, I, you know, after my son passed away, I did not know what to do. I, I was completely broken. And I, to be honest, was not sure what I was doing anymore or why. And, and I remember in order to pull myself back together, I, I thought I, I need help. Um, and I think that's, was really important to find support if if a anyone a family member passes away is is to go get you know some some therapy and so i i did intensive therapy um for months and and sought out things that made me feel strong again like yoga and breathing exercises i found really empowered me because it just calmed my nervous system down and it was really the only way I could get through the, the loss um, and, and the pain. And I didn't have a grand idea of Love Nils being a big charity or even lasting five years old when I started. I, I just wanted to do something that memorialized my son and the journey that he went on and, and to keep him alive and and. Um, you know, selfishly, I did it for, for myself. And, and then I just wanted to um, be able to bring smiles to kids' faces because I remember the joy that he would get when, when opportunities came and toys were coming or and the community was supporting. And, and I think um, it, it just kind of beautifully morphed into uh, a charity. You know, we started off with me. And then I added a, a, a little volunteer and then a little group of kids from, you know, some school kids. And then I, I think one of the things that gave me the strength is, you know, I, I really believe um, in a higher power. And I think that um, asking that higher power, higher power, whatever it could be, it could be, you know, Buddha, Allah, God, a rock, you know, a river, the universe, um, and, and asking for help. And I remember I asked, I, I journaled quite a lot and I still do is, is um, writing down where I need help, but also being thankful for the help that I've received. And it, it does make a huge difference. And, and I think that asking, <laughs> I ask for a lot of help a lot of times and I still do every day. And, and it, it slowly comes, you know, day by day, little by little. And, and I also believe, you know, never grow larger than you're able to, um, but make sure what you do is is impactful and has meaning. Thank you, Les. Um, your experiences has shown us resilience for sure. Um, what do you want to say to others who might be going through the same kind of journey, um, a bit lost um, without any directions or anyone to talk with? Yeah. Um, yeah Les. I, I think as, as humans... Um, we are resilient by nature. Um, we, we bend, but we don't break. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, believing in a higher power can help, help ourselves immensely. Um, I, I think believing in hope and having faith is, is also very important. I believe one of, one of the things that I've always um, 
battled with is when I've been told no during the cancer journey or, or after Mills passed, no, you can't do that or we can't do that, is learning to get to yes and, and, and learning how to find a balance in the system where it supports both, you know, both parties. Um, and I think finding a way to help others um, really can help you more than you can imagine. Um, it really does change people's lives because you're not so self-focused. Um, and, you know, it could be just by standing on a corner and, you know, waving to people, <laughs> or it could be, you know, as silent as, you know, writing pen pal letters to cancer kids. But um, I think when, when people go through these tumultuous life-changing situations or a passing of family member, I, I think uh, you can't take the burden on and conquer it alone. You really, really need support. And it, I know that some people are not able to, to ask for it because they may feel like that shows weakness or something. But at the end of the day, you need that support because you need your strength back. You need to be able to continue to carry on and, and, and be that person that you were born to be. And, and I also believe, as Nils said, never give up. Just never give up. Thank you, Les. And uh, one thing for sure, um, over the past 53 minutes, I learned that not all superheroes wear cape. So I'm sure you are wearing that as well uh, <laughs> and your team. Um, because this, you know, a lot of people who just after such a, um, I don't know, I, I can't say it's an experience. I can't say it's, it's something that nobody have ever thought about it or even dreamed about it. But when it comes to someone and then they start to realize that life is such amazing uh, journey and priceless. And that moment we want to cherish our life. But that is a time that, you know, we go through a lot of stuff. And you went through that and the team of yours of, at Love Nails, it's working towards to the people who needs it. So I think it's an amazing team that you have there. And oh uh, I really have to give you... Oh, don't give me the credit. Give give it to give it to the team. I mean, we are a small team and we, we, we're growing and I'm, I'm truly blessed that we're able to grow. But you would not believe the 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 mountains that this team moves in order to make programs happen and to be able to put on campaigns like the awareness shine a light or put on fundraisers or, or put, you know, calendar of hope tickets, you know, uh, and art therapy. And, um, you know, we have education support that we support kids with tutors. Um, you know, all the programs that we have are, are run for free and it has to come from somewhere. And the, those are the team members. They put together these these incredible programs. We, we have incredible, my, my, I call we call ourselves, I'm not kidding, the superhero team. Um, right. Because they, these, the people behind the scenes that do all the work, um, you know, our therapists, the, the licensed tutor, tutors that we work with um, from accounting all the way to, you know, we've got a volunteer that's been with me for almost three years. It's, it's incredible that, that, I'm I'm in awe and shocked that people <laughs> want to come to work and and do this. Um, but it's we're we're I'm just so blessed and we're a really uh, close knit team and a very aligned and 
and our strategic thinking. And but that comes from the board. Our board is is an extremely powerful um, group of people that really focus on supporting the mission of Love Nels. And um, I think when you pull these collectives together, it really empowers them. Uh, the, the the team members to be able to find their own voice and and what it is that they do so well and I and I also believe it's very important to allow those people to do those things so well and you know try not to micromanage them and so that's why I always um, I'm just in awe at, at the capacity of what they're able to do and you know none of them work just their job hours they all work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm just so blessed and so thankful and to the volunteers that support, you know, our programs and, and the people that come in and spend time to, to, to put on events as well that are outside of the, the office staff. It's, it's been a real honor and privilege to work with these people uh, truly uh, and to see them smile and, and shine. So if you ever need a Santa Claus or a bad man, um, yeah, I know. think, I think we're, we've been talking about that and, yeah. and I, I think you're in trouble now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Anytime I can costume up, you know, I mean, those are the, uh, young time, you know, fantasies, right? Yeah. Everybody has a superhero. We want to be like that. Well, I, I mean, a couple of times there's been a center, a bit of a uh, Batman as well, uh, visiting homes with surprise gifts and, um, you know, I, I believe in like like what you mentioned, uh, Les. I totally agree with you, hundred percent. You know, creating smile, uh, creating happiness in other people's. I think that is the most priceless gift anyone can ever pass it down, not just dollars and cents. I mean, yes, but like what Love Nils is doing is a brilliant thing, and it's reaching out to many people who needs it, caregivers and the person who's going through this tremendous um, situation. And I hope the medical science will find a cure. I know it's been working on many decades to find a cure, but uh, unfortunately, it's always been a failure. But um, let's hope for the best to have something like a miracle in the upcoming future for us. We're getting close. I think you yeah. know, we're, we're really blessed to be working um, with the hospitals that... NUH and KKH, and, and you know the rate of survival is extremely high. These hospitals in Singapore, well, Singapore is the hub for medical excellence for childhood cancer, and that's why we have so many people from all over APAC that come to get treatment because they can help beat cancer. Um, like you know, my son was stage four with one to two percent chance of beating cancer, and then he beat it. I mean, I think if anything, uh, Singapore really does have a high success rate in, in beating cancer. It just depends on the type of cancer. But um, yeah, I think, you know, like you said, you know, bringing smiles, no matter whether it's to a kid or, uh, you know, an aging parent or, uh, you know, any, anyone um, in, in whatever way or capacity you do it, it just, it's a twofold. It, you know, you make someone feel good and I, and I think it helps you feel good about yourself. And I'm very sure also uh, why we are connected. Uh, Kopi Events, Vance with Love Nails, with Leslie. I think uh, the pinky promise that you made, you better keep it up because he <laughs> is after your promise, right? I'm not working, you know. So uh, yeah. I think uh, he's working on it for sure. He is definitely, um, he's a busy boy up there. Well, I guess in, in heaven years, he'd be 23 in, right now. So... Uh, he definitely is looking after me. He's a guardian angel. 
along with um, you know a lot of guardian angels that, that help keep this the show run. Thank you, Leslie, for the uh, amazing um, talk uh, with Kopi Events over the past one hour right now. Um, it's been so blessed. And um, you, thanks to you and thanks to Love Niels and the team for giving me this opportunity to host this uh, talk show because it's it meant to be get a more awareness and reach out to more people. And people who are watching this can hear us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook as well. We are trying to reach out to many people as possible. And for viewers, if you like to contribute or want to take part in Love Neil's future programs that which is coming in the um, Cancer Awareness Month, right? International Ca Children Cancer. Uh, yeah, International Children's Cancer. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's yeah. going on this month, the entire month of September. Right? So we, we welcome... September. Anyone, but I, more importantly, I just want to tell you thank you, Vans, for, for giving me this opportunity to share and, and to share more about what Love Mills does and the mission. And, and thank you for what you do with your podcast, you know, to share insight and collaborate with, with many of the speakers so that you can share more knowledge and information to the people that need it. And, and I really appreciate it. And, and I'm truly thankful for having, uh, letting me be on the show with you. And let's do it again. Sure. Uh, but this time, let's get into a uh, Batman. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to see Batman. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You know, you know, Batman always come at night. So, <laughs> well, we're going to have to bring Batman day. out during the daytime to bring you to the hospital. So, we'll, yeah, we'll look into Gotham we'll, City. <laughs> Yeah, we'll look into bringing you, to, we're bringing you to the kids or we'll do an event Thank you. where you're there. Definitely. Thank you, Leslie. I mean, you have a you have a great, fantastic day ahead. I know it's morning right now. There, uh, probably not yet having a breakfast. Um, have a lovely day ahead and a lovely month. Um, I'm sure we are definitely going to get in touch and do more for Love News as well as well as our viewers who are watching this and hearing this. Thank you so much, Leslie. Is there anything that you want to say? Uh, tip of your advice, or you want to share something before we say uh... thank you? I just, I just want to say thank you to all your viewers, and I really appreciate you giving me the, the time and the opportunity to share. And and we would you know love to to hear from you. We'd love for you to volunteer. Um, we'd love for you to come on board in any way that you feel that you you would like to, whether you're an individual or a corporate or, or a student. And um, and I, I guess my final words would be that you know the one my son says is, is never give up. Just keep on going. Thank you, Leslie. Um, thank you so much for the great interview and talk sessions. We will stay connected and I will catch up with you real soon. Okay, man. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank it's you. so good to see you again. Thank you so much. All right, folks. Uh, that was almost an hour of uh, talk session with uh, Leslie. She's the founder of Love Neils. Um, I learned so much. I get to know a lot of Love Neils. And about Leslie as well, such a strong and uh, phenomenon uh, lady who have a great vision together with the team as well. I'm I'm totally moved as well. I'm sure if you are watching this, you will be totally moved as well. If you want to get more information about their great work they are doing towards the society, towards the children, towards the caregivers, you can look them up at lovenails.org. Um, we will catch back again next Wednesday on a different topic. 
and uh, stay tuned be well keep well so this is vance signing off from copy your events for today and i will catch you real soon next wednesday at 9 p.m as usual adios amigos Thank you.